Welcome and thank you for joining us for the Church by the Glades podcast. If you would like more information about Church by the Glades, including service times and directions, visit cbglades.com. We hope you enjoy today's message. What up, 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 Church by the Glades! Hey, uh, I want to start by welcoming everybody joining us all around the world online. We got Lake Worth Camps, we got Dade Seattle, we got Homestead, we got people sitting there in their living room watching on the TV. Let's give it up for everybody joining us all around the world online. Man, I love you guys here. You guys give me such a warm welcome. Again, like for those of you guys that may be new, my name is Scott Williams. I'm a, they call me Uncle Scott around here. I'm kind of part of the family, and I, I love being here at Church by the Glade. I'm telling you, I'm a little bit spoiled. I go anywhere else, and I don't, I mean, it's not all like this. Like, my intros here since my very first time speaking have been crazy. I, I love this church. I love you guys. And again, I, I, when Pastor David asked me to speak, every time I'm on the calendar, it's, it's my thing, that my highlight of my month or whatever I'm looking forward to. So I love being able to be with you guys. I go to churches all around the world, but there's no place I'd rather be than here with you guys at Church by the Glade. Give yourself a, a round of applause. Man, you guys have just came out of this amazing series. This year, you're talking about what it means to level up. And Pastor David talked about replacing these old habits with some new habits. And, and, and when he was look, preaching the series, I was on the Stairmaster one morning listening to the message. And, and, and that's what I do. Before I even go to church, I listen to two messages every Sunday in the Stairmaster. Then I go to steam room. I pray my time with God, all that. I was listening to it, but he was said something about, hey, you know, talk about New Year's resolutions. But you know what? I want you guys to check back with me week three and let's see how those New Year's resolutions are going, right? And he said, three weeks, I'm counting. Oh, I'm going to speak until you guys with three weeks later. So here today, I'm going to ask you how those New Year's resolutions work it out. You know what I'm saying? But um, you ain't got to tell me. You ain't got to point at nobody. But, uh, but I'm excited to be able to jump into God's Word. Again, like I said, one thing I love about being here is you guys are so welcoming. You know, as a speaker, when you go out and speak, people always give you like these big introductions. Sometimes they embellish a little bit and they'll say something like, like my first intro here with, with Pastor Heather, when Heather got up and shared, hey, this is Scott. She knows Heather's, you know, wild and energetic. Like, I wish I I could take her on the road with me, right? It's a, but I, one time I was speaking in Nigeria, and you're talking about somebody that went overboard. Like, I was a pastor at a church called Life Church out of Oklahoma City. It's the largest church in America, multi-site church, a lot like Church by the Glades. Yeah, you can clap that. They're the ones that invented the Bible app. By show of hands, how many guys use the Bible app online? You can type and many of you guys. And so I remember I was getting ready to speak. I was a campus pastor. I'd been gone, but I was speaking to this church in Nigeria, and the pastor goes to introduce me. He said, we're so excited to have Pastor Scott Williams here today. <laughs> pastor Scott Williams is the pastor of Life Church in, in America. It's the largest church in America. Pastor Scott invented the Bible app. And so <laughs> Pastor Scott invented the Bible app. And so and I'm, I'm excited, so I get up there, and I do what any other man of God with integrity would do. I walk up and say, hey, what's up, guys? How y'all enjoying that Bible app? You know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> But, uh, but nonetheless, man, we're going to dive in. I, I just drank one of those bang energy shots. And so, like, like I'm going to be honest with you, I already have a lot of energy. And I'll just say it this way. Some people say that I talk fast. It's either that or you just listen really slow. And so I will let you guys figure out which one it is. And so you're coming out of this series where you looked at the life of John the Baptist, right? 
And so I figured what I would do, kind of this one week that I'm here is just kind of a continuation of that. You guys got to hear everything about Jesus getting baptized. And so it's a time in the ministry that after that happens, like Jesus goes and, and he goes and fasts for 40 days and 40 nights. And, and then people start like, they're seeing these miracles and things that Jesus is doing. And, and some of John's like disciples were kind of looking like we should follow Jesus and are seeing all these amazing things that are happening, but they still have a few questions, right? And so, so that's what's happening. John the Baptist, he's thrown in jail. So he's thrown in jail, and that's when Jesus' ministry really started popping. Translation for the older folks, like, it really started, it was really good at that time, right? And so, like, he's doing his thing, like, he's casting out demons, he's doing all this stuff, and, like, crazy things are happening. And so, like, you know, Peter, he's called Simon in a part of the text that we're going to look at. So he had saw these things that Jesus was doing, it's thinking like, man, like this, this really might be him, right? He's like, he, he was casting out demons. He even healed his mother-in-law. And some of you guys like, yo, man, if Jesus can heal my mother-in-law, man, I'm saying, because she kind of crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just playing, just playing. We love all the mother-in-laws. But, uh, but, but that's what happened. And so that's where we pick up in the story. And so we're going to look. The story picks up in the Sea of Galilee. And so the Sea of Galilee, I got a chance to go to Israel, spend some time there. I love this. It's amazing, like, all that you see. And you're walking where Jesus walked. Well, got a chance to get baptized in the Jordan. And the Sea of Galilee, it's like this lake. And it's just this lake of Gennesaret. Like, it's just this amazing thing. But you kind of have to see it to experience it. And so the part of the text that we're going to look at today, that's what we're going to be looking at, is that the Sea of Galilee. So if you have your Bibles with you today, you can open up to Luke 5, and, and, and I'm just going to just, just preach the Bible because, you know, I feel like what I'm here to do, I'm the mailman, and I just have a package that God has given me to deliver to you guys. And, and it's up to you guys whether or not you want to open the mailbox and receive it, but I know it's a package that God has given me. And for those of you guys that are online, it's for you, no matter where you're watching today. But if you open your spiritual eyes, you open your spiritual ears, that's what God will do. So I'm going to read... Verses 1 through 11, we'll come back and unpack it a few verses at a time. Here's the text says. One day Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw the water's edge, at the water's edge, two boats left there by fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, also known as Peter, and asked him to pull out from the shore, and then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, we will let down the nets. When he had done so, he caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and to help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on the shore, left everything, and followed him. I mean, we could close our Bibles, we could put down our smartphones, and that's everything that we need to hear. But when I, when I look at this text, I mean, I've read it so many times, and, and look at the conversation that Jesus is having with Peter, and, and he's having this conversation with and, and the most important thing that, that Peter had to do in this moment is he had to be willing to do it. He had to be willing to, to, to listen. 
And he listened, and not only did he listen, but he listened, and then he responded. As a matter of fact, the title of today's message is, Listen. I want you to turn around to your neighbor right now and say, listen. Turn around to your other neighbor, the one who was your second choice. The one who was your second choice and say, listen. <laughs> it's okay, like, you know what I'm saying? Some of y'all look at y'all's kids, listen. You know what I'm saying, right? As a matter of fact, like, I'm looking at Webster's Dictionary, because I think it's important, like, we, we see these single words, and we got to really look at what their meaning is. And you look at the word listen, if you look phonetically, like, I'll put it on the screen, like, phonetically, how Webster spells listen, right? And, and I, I think this, Webster had to be a brother, because it's like, L-I, like, listen, you know what I'm saying? L-I-S-N, listen, you know what I'm saying? Some of you are like, yo, like, listen. Anyway, that's not part of my message, but I'm just saying he had to be. The definition is to hearken. Some of you guys like, I ain't never heard that word. So that literally means to give respectful attention, to give an ear, or to attend closely with a view to hear. So that's what we're talking about today. Like we got, we got to give an ear. We got to pay close attention to what God wants to speak to. As a matter of fact, what we're talking about, listen, we're talking about hearing from Jesus. How many of you guys want to hear from Jesus today? How many of you guys want to hear from Jesus today online? For those of you guys that ain't raising your hand, who do you want to hear from? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the first thing, I'm a three-point preacher. The first thing you're taking notes, if you want to hear from Jesus, first thing you got to do is you have to listen with your eyes. Everybody say, listen with your eyes. Okay, that's here's what the Bible says, verses one through three. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowded around him and doing what? Listening. That's right. They were listening to the word of God. The word of God was in there and they were listening to the word of God. And what did he do? He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by fishermen for, who were doing what they were, washing their nets. He got into one of the boats belonging to Simon and asked him to pull out a little from the shore. And then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. I love that the Bible says that he asked him, again, he, he asked him to do something, to pull out a little from the shore. He, he didn't tell him, he, he, he asked him. And sometimes what we gotta understand, like when Jesus is asking us, what he's actually doing is he's telling us. And some of you guys think that, that Jesus is asking you to do that. No, Jesus is really telling you to do that. He just wants to see if you're gonna be willing to do what Peter did and be obedient. So, so that thing that you think that Jesus has been asking you, wonder whether or not he's been asking you, the answer to the question is yes. He's asking you and telling you at the exact same time. And some of you guys, you're comfortable because he's asking you, but no, he's asking you, but he's also telling you. But, but I love this. So you look at this text and what he's doing. Like there's a whole crowd out there on the shore. But it's that, and Jesus saw the crowd. He saw the big picture. But one thing about the big picture, sometimes in order for you to see what's important in the big picture, you got to pay attention to the, the finite, to the, to the little small details. And so again, like the whole thing is out there, but it says he saw the two men that were doing what? That were washing their nets. It reminds my son, Wesley, our oldest son, like he's, uh, he's in his first year of dental school. And, and for those of you guys at dentists, you know what I'm talking about, but dentists have these, these glasses that they have. They're really, really expensive. They're called loops. And what loops will do, that's a picture of Wesley in dental school with his loops on. And what the loops will do, he's like, Dad, one, one thing as, as a dentist and what you're doing is like, we see the big picture, the mouth, and, and what we want the final product to be. But, but sometimes we got to make sure that we look at those finite details so we can make just the right correction and adjustment that we need to make. In other words, we got to be willing to listen 
with our eyes. I mean, especially as a dentist, and then even when it's a, a larger procedure, like maybe they had a, an extraction or something, and they got gauze in there. Like some of you guys, like you, you've been to the dentist, and, and you gotta, the, the dentist has to listen with their eyes. And they got a lot of tricks that they play. Like they, they, you see that long needle, and they see some of your eyes, like, and some of y'all are scared and nervous, like, oh, no, don't worry about it. And, and, and here's another trick that dentists do. You know when they give you that shot, and they start, like, shaking your jaw? That's just a distraction, you know what I'm saying? That's all they're trying to do because they see that you're scared, right? And maybe you got the gauze in your mouth, you can't talk, oh, we got the equipment here. So a dentist has to learn to listen with their eyes. And that's what I want you to do. You gotta be willing to listen with your eyes. You gotta be willing to, to look at the details. Because in Proverbs 17, Proverbs 30, 17, the Bible says this, it says that the eyes are a window to the soul. And so like you gotta listen with your eyes, like you gotta be willing to look at what's going on. And many of you guys, the reason why you don't see the blind spots is because you're not listening with your eyes. The reason you're not able to see the things that Jesus sees is you're because you're not willing to listen with your eyes. And you think about it, I feel like these guys get a, a bad rap because they were, they were out there and like, oh man, they were, they were quitting. They were doing what they were, they were gave up. They were out there and they, they just out there standing. But what were they doing? They were doing what? Yeah, they were washing their nets. And why were they washing their nets? Because guess what? They were gonna show up again the next day. They were gonna show up again tomorrow. They weren't giving up. And many of you guys, you give up, but instead of giving up, you need to do what? You need to, to wash your nets and show up again tomorrow. I don't know what you're facing today. They were washing their nets and they were, were ready. They were in this position. I always say it this way, if you stay ready, you ain't gotta get ready. You know what I'm saying? And so, and, and what this means, they were preparing for tomorrow. My question for you, if you, you've taken some L's in 2022. You took some L's in this first month of 2023, but are you preparing for tomorrow? Because, because what we understand is this, that preparation creates separation, which leads to revelation, which leads to your destination, but it all begins with the preparation preparing for tomorrow. That's the only way you're gonna to get to that destination that you're trying to get to. And again, you want that opportunity? You gotta listen with your eyes. You, you, you wanna see that you won't want anxiety and stress to keep showing up at your door? You gotta listen with your eyes. You wanna understand that, that bad company corrupts good character? You gotta be willing to listen with your eyes. Who are the people that are around you? If you keep saying this is just a story of my life, you need to look at who's the life story because guess what? If it's just a story of your life, failure after failure after failure after failure, it's time that you get a new author because I'm telling you this, if God is the one that's pinning everything for you and you're listening with your eyes, it's not gonna be failure after failure after failure after failure. It's gonna be blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing. I'm trying to. Some of you guys had a rough day, a rough week, but you gotta keep showing up and washing your nets. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what it is, you gotta keep showing up and washing your nets. Because here's what you gotta understand, is favor finds the faithful. I mean, let me say that again, because some of y'all missed that in the back row. Favor finds the faithful. You wonder why they keep getting favor? It's because they're faithful and showing up every single day. Every single day, no matter what their situation is, they're showing up. Second thing, if you're taking notes, is this. You got to be willing to listen with your ears. Everybody say, listen with your ears. Listen with your ears. Verse 4, let's see what the Bible says this. 
When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, master, we've worked hard all night. We just came out of a pandemic. I'm tired. My kids are tripping. All this stuff is going on. Don't you see we ain't caught anything? Don't you see what's going on in Florida? Don't you see we had a hurricane? Don't you see I just lost my job? Don't you see what's going on? And I haven't and we haven't caught anything. But what? Because you say so. Matter of fact, this is, you know, where Simon says, this is where this game Simon says come from right here. You know what I'm saying? Some of y'all missed that. I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So what did they do at that moment? So they signaled. In other words, so they sold their homes. Yo, hey. Hey, man, do you see what's going on over here? Guess what? Here's the deal. We're not just wanting the blessing for us. We know that there's enough God's blessing to go around. Hey, guess what? Y'all need to come over here and get some of this because when you're, when you're listening with your ears and you're, you're trying to hear from Jesus, you'll understand that the blessings are not just for you. They're for your friends, your family members, your neighbors, and that's why it's so important that you get into a life group because the life, there's people in the life groups, here's the deal, they're having blessing and breakthrough, and when you get connected with them, you'll have that same blessing and breakthrough, and that's what, that's what the Bible reminds us of. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. And sometimes you got to be ready. You got to be prepared for the blessing. Because what it's trying to remind you of is sometimes, like, here's the deal. Like, the blessings may come through, but guess what? Here's the deal. Sometimes some of you guys, like, like your talent will take you places that your integrity can't keep you. And you'll get blessed, and you'll get blessed, and all that stuff you're doing behind the scenes, it starts to show up, and your situation Somebody starts to blow to up. Oh, I don't, that, I don't, that, what's going on? <laughs> so confused. I'm like. I mean, really, I don't even know what's going on here. <laughs> All right, um, where was I at? Uh, must have been rally or something, you know what I'm saying? They got, I don't even know where I was at. Let me go get this net right here, I guess, or something, man. And so, you know, what, as he was telling me this as I'm reading the text, I'm reading the text and he's like, you know, like you need to, to you know, to, to let down your nets. And so you think about this, like some of you guys, like you're like, look, man, I've had a rough year. But if we look at the text and what is your mind, like, here's the, like, what we got to understand is this is like, you got to come into the presence of Jesus. Like, here's the, not just wanting to get something, but simply wanting to hear a word. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you can just get a word, like he literally in a word, in a moment, it changed Peter, all of his homies' life. It changed generations just because they came and they came to get a word. So many of you guys, the, the most important thing that you can get here today is to get a word. If you get a word from God and you will go act on that word, that's what's going to change. And so you think about it. He's saying, yo, here's the word. I want you to take your nets and I want you to drop them. Because what does this net represent? They were professional 
fishermen. This was their comfort zone. This was the thing that they knew. And so they were holding on to this net. He's like, look, I know you're holding on to your nets. I know you've been fishing all night, but I need you to to drop it in a little bit deeper. I know you say that you're serious about church and, and you come about once every four weeks. And he's trying to say, I want you to drop it a little deeper and come every single week. I know that you say that you're serious about giving to the church, But you know what? You give a little bit, but you give Starbucks a little bit more than you give the church. I'm just trying to be honest here today. And I know you say you're you're serious about it. And and you know what? And you want to worship God and you come in here for an hour and you give him an hour of your time. But you give Netflix about 12 hours of your worship a week. I'm just trying to preach to somebody that's willing to be honest to say, you know what? I'm willing to drop some things down deep. Because that when we're here though, when you're listening with your ears, like you're trying to listen for what is it that God is going to, to speak to you. Because many of you guys, you're not hearing because you're not listening. What is it for you? What are these nets? What are these comfort zones? Is it an ungodly relationship? Is it drugs? Prescription drugs, like you're like, yeah, I, I got to have prescription drugs. And you take more of the prescription drugs than you're prescribed. Here's the deal. Some of you guys, I'm not saying you don't need to take your prescription drugs. As a matter of fact, your spouses and kids will say, no, make sure they do take their prescription drugs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Others of you, oh, man, it's just a little weed. It's just a little drink that I happen to have to do it every single night. It's just a little bit of gambling, but I can't pay my mortgage. I, I know that my, my kids are, are, are far from God, but I'm not willing to say anything. I know that, that he or she isn't right for me, but I'm not willing to say. But, but what Jesus reminded me, if you got to listen with your ears, he's, he's whispering something to you. Because I'm telling you, when you're, when you're trying to, to listen with your ears, my, many of you guys think that God, that Jesus is going to come with some loud roar. I'm going to tell you, some of the, mo- the greatest moments of transformation in my life have come when Jesus just gave me a word and it was just a gentle whisper. So some of you guys are trying to say, is this word for you? Yes. yes. This whisper for you, that situation you've been dealing with? Yes. yes. You know you need to change? Those worries that you have? Yes. Yeah. You know you need to change? You want to get in and volunteer? Yes. You want to do more? You want to tell people about Jesus? You want to be more? And you're going to start listening with your ears because it's amazing what happens when you begin to listen with your ears. Things begin to change. But unfortunately, you live in a society today where people, they're, they're not wanting to listen with their ears. They're not wanting to, to listen to Jesus. You got to get in routine. I mean, every single morning, I have the same routine. My alarm goes off at 4.13, Philippians 4.13. I wake up every single morning at 4.13. Sometimes I wake up earlier because I don't even need the alarm. I make sure I go to the gym. I go to the gym. I get do my cardio. Then I go to the steam. I spend anywhere between 15 to 35 to 40 minutes with God because I want to be able to hear. And I'm telling you, almost every single day when I hear from God, it's in the steam room. And oftentimes what I hear, it's not even a word for me. It's a word for somebody else that's going to bless them and going to bless generations. Some of you guys are wondering, should I do it? You got to get in community. Like I've been, there's a, a couple when a family we've been in life group with for over 16 years. And it's important because, man, we're, we're in community together. And what I'm talking about what's important is when you're listening with your ears, you're talking about doing what Jesus does. He said, drop down your nets. Notice Peter didn't be like, yo, man. You know, some of you guys like, drop down your nets like, yo, man, hold up, homie. Like, listen, man. You know, we've been doing this all night. And so sometimes, like, what you got to understand is that delayed obedience is disobedience. And think about how different the story would have been if he wouldn't have dropped his net. Matter of fact, I wouldn't be preaching it to you today. 
but you got to be willing to drop your nets or you got to be willing to drop them down deep. And we're talking about making sure that you're hearing from Jesus. We're not talking about doing what your, your favorite Instagram influencer says. We're talking about doing what King Jesus says. And I'm telling you, like, and we're, I'm going to be honest with you, like some of you guys, we're not telling you to, to do what your horoscope says. Matter of fact, let me park right there for a minute. I'm going to go ahead and say something. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not here to make y'all feel comfortable. As a matter of fact, like, there's this Christian rapper. He's kind of blown up on TikTok. Like, by show of hands online, how many of you guys are on TikTok? On TikTok? Okay, so many of you guys. Like, here's the, like, I'm, I'm an Instagram dude. Maybe I, I, I got a TikTok, but maybe I need to go on and start. How many, you think I need to start, like, posting something on TikTok? Okay, so some of you think, okay, so Scott OKC on Instagram and TikTok. Maybe I'll get on there. But... This guy's name is Kieran the Light, and he's kind of blowing up, and he's just like, man, he's stepping on toes and saying some stuff, and he says some stuff about, about horoscopes, and I, here's what he said. He says this. He says, somebody need to go and give God an apology because we ignore his prophecies and just worship astrology. I don't care if you're an Aquarius or Sagittarius. God didn't create it. He probably thinks it's hilarious. It's a, it's a song called Witchcraft 2, but here's the thing. And again, some of you guys, I'm not trying to be mean, and maybe your family grew up and you think it's just cute little horoscope. Here's the deal. Like, I just want to tell you what's real, because if you're listening to things that are not of God, it's going to take you directions that are not of God. And I'm telling you right now, the horoscopes are not of God. And if you're trying, if you need to know what the Bible says, let me just go ahead and read Isaiah real quick. Isaiah 47, verse 13 through 4. I don't, 14, I don't even want you to warm up to it. It says, all the counsel you have received has only done what it's worn you out. You want to know why you're tired? It says, let your astrologers come forward. Those stargazers who make predictions month by month, let them save you from what is coming upon you. In other words, it ain't going to save you. Surely they are like stubble and the fire will burn them up. They cannot even save themselves from the power of the flame. These are not coals of warmth. This is not a fire to sit by. In other words, this don't tell you, don't even get close to it. And some of you guys, because here's the deal. Imagine what it would look like if, if Peter and them was out there reading their, their horoscope. It would say this in the horoscope that morning said, the fish will be light and the worry will be plenty. <laughs> and again, like here's the deal. And if that was the case, because that's what they, they were taught, that's what they would have bought. And many of you guys, here's the deal. You're buying things that God ain't teaching. And I'm here to tell you today, that ain't the thing that you need to be buying. You need to be buying what's said from King Jesus. Because I'm here to tell you, the month that you were born isn't what's going to change your life. But I'm here to tell you this, that the family that you were born into, that's the thing that can change your life. And you got to be born into the family, into the kingdom of God. Some of y'all mad at me. Here's the deal. I ain't here to make you feel good. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to preach. Let's go ahead and go to the last point. Let's go to this. Last point is this. You got to listen with your heart. Everyone say, listen with your heart. And this is when the band will come play behind me to make me sound more spiritual. Some of y'all know my lines. Y'all can say them for me. You know what I'm saying? Y'all take y'all's time. <laughs> this is when the band will come play behind me to make me sound more spiritual. <laughs> Verse 8. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, 
go away from me, Lord. I'm what? I'm a sinful man. In other words, man, I don't deserve this. I'm not good enough for this. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled up their boats upon the shore. And what they do? Left everything and did what? Followed him. And that's important because when we talk about like the heart, and I like to say this when I preach to groups, is that there's so many people that are going to miss heaven by 12 inches because they have a head knowledge they know about, they've talked about, they've read the scripture, but they don't have a heart acceptance. And we're talking about today, that's why Peter's like, yo, Lord, like I saw you do the things. I saw you do the things. I've seen you do the things in my life, but Lord, I'm a sinful man. Like I'm not good. I'm not worthy. And many of you guys, that's the, the place that you're finally going to be today. And we think about the heart. I mean, I, I, in this message, if you don't remember anything today, just remember this, like it's, it's a really simple message. Everybody say eyes, ears, heart. Now do your hands, put your hands up. Eyes, ears, heart. Eyes, ears, heart. That's simple, like, and that's what I want you to do. I want you to listen with your eyes, your ears, and your heart. And the one instrument I thought that would capture all this is a, a stethoscope. And what it does is what the doctor's doing is they're, they're listening. Here's the deal, and, and, but they got to look and they got to see it and they want to see what's going on. And so I thought, what's the one thing I could get that give you a reminder, not just for the rest of 2013, 2023, but for the rest of your life. And that I was going to buy everybody a stethoscope. But I was like, church by the glaze, uh-uh, that ain't in the budget. You know what I'm saying? Just gonna... But what I did do is I had them make these wristbands and they simply say, Listen. And it has a stethoscope with a little heartbeat. And as a matter of fact, after our, our experience today, after our service day, you can go out to the life groups table and you can pick one of these up. And let it be a reminder for you. And some other people might ask, like, what does that mean? Listen. And that's an opportunity for you to be able to share about Jesus. Say, you know what? I left some stuff. I did stuff. This is a story of my life. And you're going to be able to do it. And it's amazing because what the stethoscope does is, is it, it basically allows the, the doctors to, to hear the S3, which is an abnormal third sound in the heart's rhythm. And so, again, abnormal rhythms doctors are listening for indicates whether the, the heart is beating too fast, too slow, or abnormal. And so when we're talking about hearing from Jesus, we want to make sure that we're not too fast. We don't want to get out in front of Jesus. We don't want to be too slow. In other words, we don't want to be disobedient, be behind Jesus, but we want to be just like Peter was, and that's what? Right on time. We'll make sure that our beat is in sync with Jesus. And he's like, Peter's like, I'm a sinful man. And he realizes insecurity. I'm just here to tell you guys this, is that when you haven't truly found your security in Jesus, you will always be insecure. And it will lead you to go out and to have negative thoughts and live a sinful life. Because I'm gonna tell you, that's the reason why sin is in the first three letters of insecurity. And many of you guys, that's why. That's why it's because you're living that life. And, and as I was preparing for this message, I. I read a book years ago called Fast Like Daniel. It's about the life of Daniel, the Daniel fast. And, and, and I have this section in the book where it's like, hey, if you had a story of how the Daniel fast impact your life, and I literally get hundreds of stories every single month from people literally around the world, all over. This happened, this happened, this happened, amazing, this and that. This is how the book blessed me. And last week, as, as I was preparing for this message and I was kind of diving in, I kind of tried to take a little bit of a break. And, and, I'm, and I'm reading the part about like, what do I want to do illustration-wise with when Jesus is saying, go deeper? And I, so I go and I read this, this story. So I just pop in and, and, and the story simply says this. It says, hi, Pastor Scott. My name is Stephen Stroll. 
He says, I'm 36, happily married to my wife, Marie, and father of four amazing children, ages six, four, two, and nine months. They call themselves the Stroll Patrol. And Marie and the family is here on the, on the front row. So I've attended Church by the Glades for the past 10 years, which is where I was introduced to you. And I must say, I never miss a week when you're in town. Your services are funny, connecting, and down to earth. And I think we got a picture of their family here on the stage. It says, unexpectedly, I was recently diagnosed with stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. It is in my eye glands, neck, abdomen, and bone. Quite a shock. I learned about fasting and its benefits, so I'm currently in a medically supervised fasting facility in Northern California to give it a try. Leaving my family, talk about leaving everything, leaving my family and work behind. I'm on my 21st day and concluded reading your book. And so he mentioned that, you know, he's never like written a message. He really felt compelled after this. Like he's not a pastor, not a preacher to, to write this message. I'm not gonna read the whole thing. If you follow me on Instagram, I'll post the whole thing there. It's Scott OKC, but I'm gonna read a portion of it because I think it really speaks to, because as I was preparing this message and I was on that part about going deeper, this is what God gave me. And, and again, he, he's talked about like there's a, there's a show that he watches. Some of you guys, how many of you guys seen a show called Gold Rush? Gold Rush by Show Hands or watch this series. So many of you guys do, some of you don't. And come to find out Pastor Fred, like he's watched every episode, every series as well. But this is how he would address you. And again, I'm not gonna read the whole thing. I'm gonna read pieces of it. He says, good morning. I have cancer. Three words that no one wants to recite. Usually those three words are filled with accompanying feelings of fear, anxiety, and unknown. I'm going to explain how fasting and prayer led me to dig deeper than ever before and find pay dirt. You see in the show Gold Rush, what happens is, is that they, they, they go and they're trying to find gold and, and they have all these different problems and things that come up. But the, what I'm understanding is that the end solution, the problem is, is they don't dig deep enough and, and get to pay dirt. In other words, get to the, the bedrock. And so they have all these challenges. And so that's what's important to understand. And they try to MacGyver things and they don't go deep enough. They don't go through the topsoil. And so he says, I think this show is a great analogy how fasting and prayer have led me to not give up in the face of adversity and dig deeper to try to reach my pay dirt. But on my 21st day, not the third day, not the 14th day, not the 20th day, but the 21st day of my water fasting, I had a revelation. By taking time to fast and time for prayer, I think God was telling me that I haven't reached the pay dirt yet and that I need to keep digging. You see, the answer to my healing isn't just me trying to physically eat well, exercise, and fast. If I dig just one layer deeper, I think I may find that my spirit needs to be healed before my immune system can be healed. Once I fully restore my spiritual relationship with God, that will in turn give me the faith and belief and the fearlessness and confidence to fight this battle. Then and only then, we have the opportunity to strike gold and proclaim to the world and to the doctors that the doctors didn't heal me, my own physical rigorous actions didn't heal me, but it was God who kept his promises and he's the one who healed me. He said, when I'm cured, I want to confess this to the world and to help others to dig deeper and to reach their own pay dirt that will lead to answered prayers, overwhelming prosperity, and it will certainly contribute to the continuous growth of God's kingdom. That's my calling. So my friends, never stop believing in our Lord and the miracles you will find in the pay dirt. Everything in this text today was about digging deeper. 
Some of you guys have been coming here, you've been living a life that's all about the topsoil. You're playing games, you're fronting, you're faking it to make it. And if you want 2023 to be different, you're gonna need to dig deeper. In other words, you're gonna need to do more. You're gonna need to give more. You're gonna need to try more. You're gonna need to serve God more. You're gonna need to listen to Jesus more. And when you listen to Jesus, and when you try more, and when you do more, and when you give more, and when you trust God more, then and only then, Will you have a catch so big that your nets won't even be able to contain it? Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for every single person that's under the sound of my voice. And God, for every single person in this room, if you say, you know what, God, I, I want to go deeper. Just raise your hand across from me. I just want to pray for you. God, I pray for every single person that's raising their hands, God. We don't know the details of their situation, God, but we know that you do. I pray, God, that they would strike gold, that they would have blessing and breakthrough. More importantly, God, that you would increase their faith. I see marriages being restored. I see addictions being broken. I see businesses being opened. I see finances begin to be increased. And more importantly, I see your people giving, serving, and loving God and saying, you know what? I'm going to drop everything and follow you. We love you. We thank you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said. Thanks again for listening to this week's message. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. To hear more messages like this, make sure you subscribe and share with your friends. Don't forget to stay connected with us by following us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at CBGlades at Pastor D. Hughes.